Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves. It is so good to be back with you again. I have been on hiatus for a while, took a little bit of a summer break, so to speak. And so I'm glad to be back to share with you tools and techniques that you can use to help improve your life, as always. And today, it's it's particularly interesting. I get to share a little bit as Lisa, the person and the life coach, because today and yesterday, I was on procrastination pro level 5000. <laughs> yes, yes, the coach, the coach that helps people with procrastination. It happens. It's true. I'm a human being. <laughs> but I hadn't recorded in a while. So I was I was procrastinating getting back into my studio. And I decided that because of the amount of water moccasins we've had this year, including almost stepping on one the other morning. And my partner, he found one in the barn in our yard the same night. And I was like, you know what? Banana's out there. She's in the yard and there's water moccasins. And I need to weed under all the bushes and just clear everything out and clean it up so that there's less spots for them and so that it's clear and clean and we can see what's out there. So I've lived here 10 and a half years about, and I've never pulled weeds in my yard. <laughs> I've done things like that at my mom's house, and, and I like to help her and chop up the woods and do things there with my niece and nephew, but I, I've never I've never done that here. <laughs> and I've I've spent hours this weekend doing that <laughs> because I was procrastinating, but it really led me to something that I wanted to share with you that it's really important thing to understand about doing thought work and about what it is that that brings to your life or what it is that, you know, working with a coach and learning how to identify and, and work with your thoughts, what that does for your life and how it operates. Because I think a lot of people don't understand it. And that was just a perfect example because people think that when they learn thought work or when they work with a coach that it's going to be there's there's this all or nothing thinking that comes in that it's going to be either it won't work that's the first fear is that it won't work for them and then the second fear is that it will work but they're both based on this idea that the opposite of or that a change from what they are now is the complete opposite, right? So if they're struggling with anxiety, then if the work were to work, that means that they never have anxiety. Or if they procrastinate now, it means that they never procrastinate again. And that contributes to the fear that it won't work because you can't even picture that. (laughs) it's so foreign to you and you're like there's no way that's going to work because I'm never going to be like that and then it contributes to the fear that it will work because 
you don't know who you'll be. You're, you have had the anxiety or the procrastination or the perfectionism or whatever the negative thoughts, feelings, mindsets, behaviors that have developed for so long that you actually have more anxiety and stress when you think about changing them. And I've been reading this book um, by Dr. Judson. Oh, gosh, I forgot his last name. I believe it's Judson Brewer. But anyways, <laughs> I'll I'll correct myself on that eventually because I'll be talking about it a lot in the next several episodes. But the book is called Unwinding Anxiety, and it, it actually talks about that a, a bit. And it, it, it makes sense the way our brains work because, you know, once an area was familiar to us back back in the day when there were the tigers and the things that we needed to be worried about, once it becomes familiar, we can let our guard down a little bit. We know, hey, there's no tigers in this area, or if there were, I could check here and here, or there's no poisonous food, or there is good food. We become familiar with that setting, and we know it's safe. But when we go somewhere new, we have to be on alert again. we got to have that anxiety, have it up, ready because a tiger could pop out, another tribe, anything. We don't know. And we have to be on high alert. And so that that's how it's working now. It's it's very instinctual that I always feel anxiety. This is my security blanket. This is what I do. <laughs> and this is familiar. And so any change from that is scary because that's even more anxiety because what would that even be like that that that's uncertain and uncertainty is scary because we don't know what dangers could be hiding there so that contributes a lot to us identifying with these behaviors instead of i'm experiencing anxiety it's i have anxiety i'm a i'm an anxious person and that sets our brain up as we've talked about before with, with confirmation bias and things like that we give our brain this information, well, I'm an anxious person, I have anxiety, and it's going to look for that. And it's going to look for examples, and it's going to gather evidence for us to show that we're like that. And therefore, we're just going to perpetuate that and continue to be that way. So that's also a good example we've talked about before, like, what if a thought a thought can be true and still not serve you? And, and you know, what would be an example of that? And why wouldn't you want that? Maybe you're like me. Maybe you've been diagnosed with anxiety. So that's helpful for me on some levels to know that I have that. (laughs) And when I'm experiencing that, be like, oh, okay, that's my anxiety. But it wouldn't be helpful for me to identify with it to the point where it was like, well, you know, I have anxiety. That's who I am. And so I'm just going to be anxious and feel (laughs) this chronic, painful anxiety all the time. That wouldn't be helpful, even if it may be true that I have anxiety. And that is, is part of what the work has done for me. I don't have to, I take, I was taking many medications when I first started working with my coach and before I began to be a coach and reduced that down and got off of so many of them. It's still tweaking and working to this day to find out the lowest effective dose of everything and to make sure there's anything else I can eliminate. So my anxiety has reduced so much that I've come off most almost every medicine that helped with that except for one. And I'm on an extremely low dose of that. That's the next one I'm cutting. Doesn't mean that I don't still have anxiety. Doesn't mean I don't experience anxiety. We're human beings, we do. I am a human being that has 
<laughs> you know, chemical things in my brain and that have been diagnosed with, with suffering with that. But the belief that it was part of my identity and that it was something that I had to just live with it being there constantly in my daily life and keeping me from doing things I wanted, from achieving my goals, from having the relationships that I wanted, blocking me from all those things. No, I don't have to have that. <laughs> I don't have to do that. And, and that's what it would mean for you as well to do the work. It means you don't have to live in a chronic state of anxiety or whatever painful thought pattern or behavior it might be for you. It could be smoking, binge eating, you could be sad all the time, you could feel stuck in your life, just any kind of negative mindset that you might be struggling with. You don't have to live in that space constantly. You don't have to experience that as your. this is how your life is. This is your day to day. We are humans, and that's part of the beauty of the experience is the full range of emotions. And yeah, sometimes I still have anxiety. Sometimes I still procrastinate, right? But there's a difference between experiencing those as part of life and getting stuck in in a negative pattern, a negative emotion constantly so that that's the default. And then moments of happiness or success break through and it's like oh that's great before the anxiety swallows you back up again so the work is allowing you to move to a space where you are happy and you're content and when you want to change your life it's from a place of well this is good what else can I do I'm curious to see how I can grow in this area or that area or what I can, this is great, could it be better? Like a curiosity and a growth in enjoying the experience of life instead of this sucks, I wish I could change it, I don't want my life to be like this, I don't want my job to be like this or my relationship, this sucks, but I can't change it, I can't change me. <laughs> Those are the, the two things we're, we're moving towards it's a spectrum. You're moving down the spectrum so that your your human experience is a good one that is sometimes painful and not a painful one that is sometimes good. <laughs> and so it's not it's not an all or nothing thing. You're not you're not changing who you are as a person. You're not going from anxiety to no anxiety or I like to think things through to I just willy-nilly do anything all the time. It's not about this this huge opposite all or nothing change. It's about learning and growing and every day is a good experience for you, a growing experience instead of a fearful, painful experience. And one of the parts about that that we learn in in thought work, and it's a process as you go through it is the example that I have with the procrastination. I have worked through procrastination before, but this was a new thing. It was a new area that I was working through. So that's something that, that happens, right? You may overcome your anxiety or, or procrastination or a particular bad habit or something you're struggling with in one area with the thought work. And yeah, it might be something that's completely gone or completely gone for that area. 
but doesn't mean it can't pop up in another area, right? So that's what happened for me. But what thought work gives me is that I wasn't just, I didn't have to just surrender to this procrastination loop where I procrastinated, felt miserable, even when I was doing other things, like I really should be doing the other thing and worrying and feeling crappy and just feeling crappy up into the point where, okay, it's finally last minute and I do it and I get done. And then I'm like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. And then I just tuck that away and just wait until the process starts all over again. (laughs) Right? That would be me before thought work. But what thought work does is it allows you to live with intention so that you're not just experiencing life. It's not just, well, you're experiencing it, but it's not just happening to you and you react and you feel like you can't, I can't get ahead or I can't control my thoughts or feelings. These things happen to me and then this is how I react and it just keeps going. So I wasn't in that cycle right? I was like, okay, I see what I'm doing because I've, I've been here before. I'm, I'm trying to do my, my productive procrastination, which I talked about that in another episode. And, and this is a reason why that's a good tool because when you're not quite ready for massive action or when you've just started working on a particular area of procrastination, you might do pro- productive procrastination. And that's where you find a task like, oh, I haven't weeded in 10 years, really would like to get that done. (laughs) And you do that instead. But I stepped out of it. I joked with myself about how it was pro level and everything. And I practiced the awareness and then the stepping out of the cycle. And I looked at my thoughts. And that's what thought work is about. It's living with intention, looking at the thoughts that are causing the feelings, the patterns, the behaviors, instead of just accepting as true what your brain's telling you and then how that's making you think and feel and just staying stuck. I knew that I was procrastinating. I knew my reasons why. And then I looked at the choice to do the thing or not do the thing. And I was like, you know what, right now, where I am with my mind set as it is right now, I want to choose to do this other thing. I knew that I was having anxiety. I knew that I could work through those thoughts. And that is the next step, right? But at that time, I was like, you know what? This is where I am. I'm looking at it. I'm clear on what it is. It's not just happening to me, right? I'm not stuck. I can make a decision. And I made the decision. And that was not the same process. And what it allowed for me to do is... I didn't spend my whole weekend thinking about how I was procrastinating something and I really needed to get it done and beating myself up. Instead, I enjoyed the thing that I chose to do. I It's very meditative for me when I get out in the yard, even though I haven't done it in my yard. But I really like getting out with some clippers and taking an area that's overgrown and just chopping things up and giving things sun and air so that they can grow and be pretty again and full and lush instead of overgrown. I love it. It's very meditative. It's a great process. And what's also good about that is since I looked at the thoughts and I knew the choice I was making, my brain didn't have to run through all the anxiety about what I should be doing because I was like, I get to choose and I choose to do this thing. And I know why I choose because it 
it gives me less anxiety right now. And that's the choice that I'm consciously making while looking at it. So I allowed myself to do that with the understanding of my thoughts and what I was doing. And so my brain didn't have to keep reminding me about the scary thing that I was putting off and how I really needed to do it. And it didn't have to do that. And so it got a break. It got a break and I got to enjoy my weekend. And here I am actually doing the thing, (laughs) right? I'm still doing the thing that I was procrastinating. Why? Why did I get to that step? Because I didn't just get caught up in that cycle because I had the awareness and I could look at the thoughts and I could choose and have intention in my life. And that's what thought work gives you. That's what you learn, you know, working with a coach. It's you don't have to change the thoughts if you don't want to. There's not going to be some (laughs) transformation where you're this completely different, totally opposite person And you're not a human being anymore that you can't even imagine and you don't know what that would be like. Yes, there will be an amazing change because I've been there and I, I I can hardly believe the change that coaching brought to my life. But it's also not like some foreign, unimaginable world at the same time. But it gives you that power back to look at your life and to be like, okay, I need time to process this. I'm not ready to, to do that activity. I'm going to process it. But I'm also not going to beat myself up and get caught in a procrastination trap that doesn't get me anywhere and just makes me feel crappy all the way up in, until I do the thing. <laughs> right? A lot of times we tell ourselves, oh, I have to beat myself up or I'll keep procrastinating. Like, well, you, you are going to procrastinate anyways. <laughs> so the next step, in in that process is looking at it and coming to a place like I did where it was like no I'm I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna enjoy this thing and that's okay it's not gonna change the outcome of when I when I actually decide to do the task that I'm procrastinating so and well actually that's not true it did change it for me It, it made me do it sooner because I gave myself that break in that space so don't think that it won't work for you because this is who you are and you, and you just can't be any different. Um, you can have less anxiety. You can have less self-judgment and inner criticism about how everything needs to be perfect so that you're always procrastinating or you're always going, going, and you feel exhausted and miserable and unappreciated and angry all the time, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, we can reduce that we can move to where that is not baseline, that is not standard for you. But it doesn't mean that you're going to lose anything about who you are, or that you're all of a sudden going to be just happy-go-lucky Pollyanna all the time, everything's good, everything's positive. Nope, you're going to still be a human being. (laughs) It's just going to be a nice pattern of growth where you're able to process negative things faster and bounce back faster and spend more time in in the good places than you are now and that's what we're doing that's what the process is that's what thought work does it moves you towards that and you grow and you see new areas and you work on those and you grow and it's and it's a process I think it's also a good example I try to share and and 
and tell the things that I struggle with as much as possible so that you see even someone who's a coach struggles. But I know I was listening to um, Jay Shetty not too long ago, and he was talking about his book and his monk training. If you don't know who Jay Shetty is, he's a coach and an inspiration to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, probably millions of people about living a better a better life a full life uh, whatever you might call you might call it but he has trained as a monk and he wrote this a book think like a monk which i really really look forward to reading i haven't read it yet but he was he was talking about his monk training on on his podcast and he was talking about the monks that he was training with and things like complaining and being annoying and aggravate like <laughs> how different ones someone might be annoying and how they they some of them struggled with complaining and it, that's just that's just so perfect because a lot of people like that's even what they picture like they're going to become like a monk well guess what monks are people too <laughs> All right some of them complain and they get annoyed with other people and They struggle with human feelings just like any of us. Like, nobody wants to take your humanity. We can't because it's part of, it's part of, of of who we are. We, sometimes we do react, right? We have emotional reactions. We get annoyed. We snap at people. We complain. We feel bad. We have anxiety. We stress out about stuff. These things happen and they're part of our experience. We can't eliminate them. So when you're thinking about doing the work, whether it's what you've applying what you've heard on the podcast or finally taking that step to work with a coach, don't try to picture this life where everything is always zen and happy and you never have any anxiety ever again because that's that is unattainable, right? And it's going to seem unattainable and it's going to make you feel like no, either either you're just a certain kind of person or you're not. I'm not. I can't do it. There's something wrong with me. That's not who I am. It's not about who you are because these are just things we experience as part of human life. Some of us may have environmental triggers, mental health things going on, or any number of things, experiences that we've gone through that make us more susceptible to certain emotions or reactions. But it doesn't mean that you can't change and grow. That's what that growth mindset is about instead of that fixed mindset. We can always work to reduce anxiety or any negative emotion, behavior, mindset, thought pattern. Anything that's causing you chronic and consistent pain in your life, we can work on that and we can make change. Anyone can. You can. I did it. <laughs> I didn't think so either. But it's possible and allow yourself to see that it's possible and that you're just working on being aware, on learning those thoughts that are causing you those issues and how you can be aware, you can notice them, you can work with them in a process, right, at your own pace where you look at them, you know them, and you still get to make the decisions, right? It's still you. You can look at it and do like I did this weekend. You can look at it and say, yep, still going to procrastinate that. That's where I am today. And that's a okay. (laughs) That's where I am this time. 
will be another step, you know, further next time. And I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm learning. What can I learn from this? Because when you believe that it won't work or that you're broken or there's something wrong with you, then you're going to be closed off to, to the growth mindset. That's a fixed mindset. This is the way I am. I can't change it. I just got to suck it up and deal with it. This is life. And then in the alternative that, well, what if it does work? Who would I be without my anxiety? Who will I be if I don't procrastinate and do things at the last minute? Well, what would I do? I had one client when we were talking about she was making progress and that occurred to her with the anxiety. She was like, what, do, what will I even think about with all that free time? <laughs> and, you know, it is true. Like I do spend much less time on anxious thoughts now than I used to. They do still come, though. And and it's also true that that's scary because when that's what you're living and thinking every day, it does seem like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this free time? That's part of that, that famous quote that we're not actually afraid a lot of times that we can't or that we don't have any any power or abilities. We're actually afraid of what we would do and who we would be if we accepted that, if we accepted our power and abilities and really stepped it in, stepped into it. And, and that's part of what may be going on there. But you don't have to jump into who am I going to be <laughs> with 90% less anxiety, right? Just you're, you're a human being. It's going to be a process. There's always going to be some level of anxiety. Some, some things we can eliminate completely. But a lot of things we might just reduce, like anxiety, because, hey, it does does have some benefits in, in very specific cases, right? But that's just, that's not where we're going. We're not going to that complete opposite Zen type imaginary thing that doesn't exist anyways, because even the monks, even the monks get annoyed and complain, right? We're just being open to a growth mindset to saying, hey, I don't have to be anxious every day. What would my life look like if I was only anxious three days a week? What would that be like? Just allow yourself to open up to the idea that thought work is a process. And it's a process about giving you your power back so that you don't feel like life is just happening to you and you're reacting. But instead, you know that, that you have power and control over how you react and how you feel and how you think about life, which changes your results. It helps you live in a more intentional way so that you can achieve those goals, so that you can do the things that you want, that, that fear or anxiety are holding you back from now. And that might not even be just big goals. It could just be enjoying your job enjoying your relationships more, feeling present and connected with the people you love, knowing what it is you enjoy doing on a day-to-day basis. Many clients come to me and they don't even know. They've been so wrapped up in stories, in their mind, in their anxiety, in circumstances, in other people. They don't even know what, what brings me, what brings me joy when it's just me. What is something that I do that I just enjoy doing? So that's the journey, that's the process, is helping you take your power back, 
to live your life and be present and experience it and have that power and have that, you know, understanding that that you can make decisions and that you can choose the things you want and live in the way you want without the constant anxiety or again whatever that struggle is particularly for you holding you back so if this has helped right if you're if you're willing to believe that change is possible and that you don't have to jump all the way from zero to 100 on that change that it can be a process a lifelong learning process that you can enjoy right each step of the way is like a little more growth a little more happiness confidence knowledge peace in your daily life and and how you're living it and the decisions you make just a little bit by bit and enjoying that and enjoying your life if you're open to that possibility step into the work you've been listening um, or if this is your first episode binge catch up get it done and start applying the things that I've talked about here and if you're really you're really ready and you're like okay how do I just how do I start this I, I want hands-on let's go then reach out to me I would love to be your coach and help you learn this process and learn how you know to step away and not identify with the anxiety so that you can actually meet yourself right <laughs> and find out who you are and what you enjoy and start creating that life that you want where you are happy and present and sometimes bad things happen because that's life but that instead of sometimes happiness and good things break through because you're struggling and things are crappy (laughs) that's the switch so if that's what you're ready for there will be a link in the show notes reach out let's do a connection call and talk about next steps and make sure we're a good fit to work together and I would love to be your coach so happy to be back if there are any episodes topics questions that you have feel free to shoot me an email lisa oglesby coaching llc at gmail.com and i can do your questions on an episode or if you have a particular topic i'll drop an episode on that whatever whatever interests you that you want to learn how to apply thought work and self-compassion whatever tool to just let me know and I would love to do that for you welcome back to me welcome back to you go out there and and have a, a fabulous day 